Welcome to the premiere broadcast of Hashtag Biz with Beard and Ball, an ACS Executives production. I am Kirby Smith, the Beard, and my partner Scott Schaefer, the Bald, is chilling on the beach in Destin, Florida right now, uh, so he cannot join us. I hope he is lathering up that sweet dome of his with some sunscreen. Uh, by the way, Scott, the kids on the beach are not yelling, hey, homie, they're yelling, hey, chromie. So, but let's get, yeah, no one likes that joke, um, but let's get serious a little bit. Um, my guest today is Dr. Shauna Goodrich. She's from Vinings, Georgia, just outside of Atlanta. And uh, looking at her resume, you know, she's a doctor of natural medicine, integrative health practitioner, public speaker, author, wellness facilitator, weight loss and healthy lifestyle nutrition specialist. Uh, she's a nutrition integration consultant with Exceva and Align Life based in Peoria, Illinois, and a graduate from Mercer University uh, in Macon, Georgia. So, Wow. Yeah. What else don't you do? Well, thank you so much for having me. And, and by the way, I do not wrestle bull sharks. You don't wrestle bull sharks. Okay. Well, her wit is as sharp as a shark's tooth. So, <laughs> um, but tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, you know, looking at your, you got an amazing resume. Um, you, you went to, you know, Mercer University just south of here, correct? In Macon. Um, now, I read somewhere, are you from the U.S. Virgin Islands originally? Or? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. I am um, from the U.S. Virgin Islands. Beautiful sunshine, beautiful beaches, um, definitely a privilege growing up on an island for sure. Okay, so when did you, you know, you know, immigrate over here? It was around um, when I was about 12. Okay. My parents decided that it was time to leave the island life and they moved to Fort Lauderdale, Florida. So that was great for me because, you know, the beach was still there and I am definitely a beach fanatic. So it was great to still be able to be in an environment that allowed me to get some good old sunshine and vitamin C, <laughs> right. as people say. So it wasn't too big of an adjustment. It wasn't. Not okay. at all. Fantastic. Well, you have family too. Tell us about them. Yes, I do. I have three beautiful teens. I call them young adults now. I'm trying to transition from saying kids to <laughs> young adults. Um, they are 19, 16, and 13. My oldest son, Kyle, um, is a pre-med. He's a neuroscience major. Wow. Currently at Georgia State University, looking to transfer Impressive. to Georgia Tech. Absolutely. Um, my middle son, Jordan, loves basketball. Sports is his thing. He is a junior at the local high school. And my daughter, Gabrielle, cheer, gymnastics. Definitely all of them are, are very active right. in their respective um, things that really make them happy. So he's a big Atlanta Hawks fan, or is he? They are now. They're you know, they're a little upset with the Atlanta Hawks. I get it. <laughs> they just got Carmelo, right? Well, I heard. Okay, yeah. I heard, which is a great thing. I heard the boys talking about it. So we'll see. We'll see what Carmelo does when you know here as an Atlanta Hawk. All right. So, Doctor Goodrich, let's just get down to business right now. We have a section in our sales management training called Eight Things You Can Change Today to Make You a Better Leader. The top three. And they're, you know, and we put them up there on purpose, are diet, exercise, and sleep. Now, when I say that, many old school people in the business world think I should probably adjust my meds daily. When someone of your profession hears something like this, 
coming from consultants in the business world, what are your initial thoughts? My initial thoughts are that it's about time that someone actually takes the time to address those. Diet, exercise, and sleep are extremely important to anyone that want, is, wants to be a high achiever, owns their own business, entrepreneur, business-minded. You have to make sure that those things are a priority and that you have focus when it comes to those three. Fantastic. So tell me, in your professional opinion, specifically, how changing your diet will positively affect your leadership abilities? Right. Well, as the saying goes, you are what you eat. I like to say that you are what you absorb. So the better nutrient foods you eat and you digest on a regular basis that you absorb, it contributes to, you know, better mental clarity. You have you know, better rest, better energy. All of those things contribute, you know, are contributory of having a well-balanced diet right. or a proper nutrition plan. You know, there is another saying that if you want to look like a million bucks, we'll say if you want to feel like a million bucks, do not eat off of the dollar menu. Right. So <laughs> it's, right? Exactly. So it's extremely important to make sure that proper nutrition is paramount and that we're nourishing our bodies the way that our body needs us to nourish it. Fantastic. So very important in decision making that you, you, know, you eat well. Um, and I, I believe a strong, healthy image and reputation is critical to inspire employees and uh, maybe push them to better productivity. Now, you know, I'm not saying if, if you're fat, you can't lead. Um, however, it's proven that if you're fit, you'll be viewed as a more capable leader. Maybe our president, you know, could inspire the Democrats more if he uh, put down the dollar menu. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Hey, stay off of that dollar menu. It's not a good thing. <laughs> So what do you think? Is that actually true, you know, having a better image? Yes, it is. And I hear it from patients all the time. They would tell me, well, you know, I went to see my internist and he told me that, you know, I have a weight issue and I need to you know, lose some weight, get my numbers more, you know, healthy, more regular. But they're looking at their internist and they have a weight problem themselves. And the first thing they say to me is, you know, how can he tell me, he or she tell me to lose weight? And they have an issue themselves. Right. So that affects the image. It affects the patient's ability or desire to even want to be healthy. So when an entrepreneur, leader, um, business person, when you um, look good, there's a certain presence that you carry about yourself. There's a certain confidence that comes with that as well. So your nutrition definitely plays a role, plays a strong part in being able to achieve that. So what can someone who's, you know, who's been in the business for 20 years, they, you know, they've been a leader, a manager for a long time and they want to, you know, they see there's a need to change that. What can someone do today to, you know, hop on that, you know, better eating? Right. Diet? Absolutely. And that's an excellent question. The key is to start small. Um, if that's incorporating more leafy green vegetables into your diet, then start with that. Start eating more salads for lunch if you aren't eating many. If, if your routine is that you're going to a fast food restaurant on a regular basis, you have you know the Oreo cookies in the desk or whatever right. that is, start small. Start increasing the leafy greens and then increasing your water. And then from there, know that lean proteins are important, healthy fats are important. Start building those things on and then as time continues, you'll start feeling better. You'll start getting more energy. And the this natural desire, the innate desire to want to eat better naturally comes. And that's how a person can begin transitioning into having a more healthy lifestyle. Right. 
So it's for someone who's busy all the time on the road, you know, maybe they're a manager over particular regions, they're constantly eating out. Is it possible to be able to go out, you know, on business trips and eat healthy, especially when you're on the run? Absolutely. You know, the um, it's almost to the point where the excuse of not being able to find a healthy meal on the road isn't really the case anymore. So many restaurants are now catering to individuals who are adopting a more healthy lifestyle. Right. You'll see things on the menu such as non-GMO, non-GE, um, sustainable, grass-fed, all of locally gluten grown. Free. Yeah, right. yeah, I locally still don't grown. That one. Gluten. <laughs> gluten. I, I, I hear people say gluten. I still don't understand what it is. Oh yeah, well it's I, a I, very. I should get a big button. Bucket of gluten and start eating. As coincidentally, you can buy gluten by itself. Can I buy it you by can itself? Buy, right. buy gluten. Maybe yes. the next episode, I will eat a bucket of gluten. Oh, so. uh, yeah. It, it's a very interesting, very gluey. That's why okay. where the word gluten comes from. It's a protein. Well, I technically meat. shouldn't joke about it. <laughs> um, but, yes, yeah, so those are some of the things that you start to see. So when we go to a restaurant, you're busy executive, you're out and about, you'll see these things, and it's quite all right to let the – you know, the waiter or waitress know, grill this, easy on the butter or no butter, you know, coconut oil, let me season, you know, my, you know, with the condiments, some of the food choices that, you know, you have available as well. So change the menu a little bit, right? You can totally right? change the menu. It's, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. My wife, every time we go out to eat, she just cringes because every time the waitress comes up, she knows I am going to change what's on the menu. I'll order a chicken and tell them to hold the cheese. Don't put this on there. Put this on there. Can I have this? Do you have something to substitute? And she's like, can't you just order what's <laughs> on the menu? And we joke mm-hmm. about it and laugh. But, uh, you know, but it, it is possible. Absolutely. And they expect it. They, the restaurants have no issue whatsoever with doing that. Because at the end of the day, if hypothetically, if you're allergic to something that you're telling them not to put on, they don't want that type of responsibility or potential lawsuit for giving you something that you request not to have. So they're more than willing to comply. We touched base a little bit about employees and, you know, how a fitter leader and stuff like that. Uh, And the perception of an ineffective leader may negatively affect employees' effectiveness, right? So exercise will obviously improve one's image. What else does exercise do for a leader besides just image? It does several things. It's been shown through by different neuroscientists how exercise really enhances the brain, the cognitive um, response within the brain, the brain's ability to fire its synapses quickly. And with a busy executive, you have to be able to think on your feet. Sometimes you have to make quick decisions. Sometimes you have to make weighty decisions. So exercise does that. It increases the endorphins. It, it helps with circulation, the blood flow starts, you're getting oxygen into the body. All of those things contribute to being able to perform at a higher level. The more sluggish and lackadaisical or sedative you are, then your brain responds the same way. So exercise, definitely key and paramount when it comes to being a high achiever or anyone that's really in a position of a leader in of leadership. Yeah, okay. So again, going back to time is a big issue, right? right? Trying to find the time. So for someone who's never really exercised, who's taken a significant gap in their exercise routine, uh, what would you suggest getting started with first to get back into the swing of things? Absolutely. Another excellent question. So looking at it as small steps lead to far distances. I definitely wouldn't recommend an individual starting with HIIT exercise, which is high intensity interval training right off the bat. Start slow. 
15 minute walk one way, 15 minute walk another. Key example is I, I was working with a patient. He's a fellow doctor right. and he needed to lose weight significantly. So we were in his office talking and I said to him, he was like, you know, I just don't have the time. You know what my schedule is like. And I said, well, I'll tell you what, let's do this. I want you to go for a walk for 15 minutes. He was like, right now? I said, absolutely. Right now, just walk out to your office, walk for 15 minutes and then give me a call. So he, he says, okay, you know, he trusts me. He trusts my judgment. We've been working together for a while. He goes and walks for 15 minutes, calls me on my cell phone and he says, okay, now what? I said, well, walk back. <laughs> he kind of chuckles and he was like, you're, you're kidding, right? I'm like, no, seriously, you got to get back to your right, office, yeah. don't you? So he walks back. And then when he walks in, I laugh with him. I say, congratulations, you've just walked for 30 minutes, just like that. Right. So if it means walking, you know, to a point and then turning back to get to your original destination, that's a small step. Eventually increase that, include some weights with your exercise routine, you know, two times right. a week, four times a week, you definitely want. And then it becomes easier to do. Yeah. No, I absolutely agree. I see it all the time. And, and uh, you know, I, I've experienced before too, and I jump into routine. I always try to slowly get back into it. And I see people get burnout uh, quite often because like, yeah, I just, you know, I couldn't do it, but it's like, you know, they jumped in so fast or, you know, spending an hour and a half, two hours in the gym, you know, and that's just, that's just not possible to start when you haven't done it for 20 years. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the saying is, you know, discipline is the ability to do something even when you don't right. want to do it. So it doesn't take some discipline, but the more you do it, the more you get into a habit, right. into a routine, then it becomes right. something very easy. But you got to start. That's you important, have to right? start. You know, the key is starting. Right. Burning mm -hmm. 1200 calories is not for getting the pizza in the oven. That's, exactly. That's not <laughs> So I love it. Um, I love sleep. The older I get, sleep is way more important. It's a necessity for me. Um, gosh, when I was younger, I could sit there and stay out all night and get up and work effectively. At least I thought I could. Uh, today, that's not the case. You know, I'm in my mid 40s and it, it just seems to be much more important that I have that sleep to think mm -hmm. more about clearly. Um, how important is sleep to problem solving, in your opinion? Absolutely important. It's as a matter of fact, sleep is paramount when it comes to problem solving. I remember watching a case study once in which they had a, a panel of several different sleep deprived individuals and they had to check their response times um, with a game. Right. And the more tired the individual was, they started to lag in their response time over and over again to the point where they were missing their actual targets. So it really showed how Sleep deprivation affects a person's ability to, you know, be be more cognitive aware aware of the um, what they're doing to be able to think quickly. So it's important our our bodies need to replenish, and sleep is our body's time to, ex, ex, you know, get in a recovery mode, right. so to speak. So we cannot look at um, the ability to be an effective leader without addressing sleep. I know that people feel that you know they don't sometimes need it that often, but again, that's a misconception. Right. We definitely have to get and, plenty of yeah, rest. There's anomalies out there. You know, we see them all the time. Um, but you know, the vast majority of us sleep is very important. Very important to problem solving. Um, that does not mean, Scott, that you know that's your excuse for sleeping in. That you were problem solving. You still, <laughs> still need to get up and get going. Um, what can organizations do to improve the quality and efficiency of sleep to ensure that their leaders attain or recapture the highest performance levels? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's a very good question. 
there are several things that corporations can do. A lot of them are extra, you know, putting into place different corporate wellness programs. They're helping their employees see the need to have what we what they call sleep routines, where their body is beginning to you know, unwind after a, a long day at work. Right. Some of them. Are so you're taking naps in the afternoon? Yeah, that was a yeah, good, very taking serious, really. serious. Some of them, you know, actually have a room Nap where they pops, have. Really? <laughs> oh, nice. Exactly. Like they that. allow their employees to, <laughs> yeah, take those naps. Um, some of them allow telecommuting so many days throughout the week to make sure that their employees are well rested. Um, the it, It's almost getting to the point where the typical 40-hour work week in the office is becoming less and less of a thing. Okay. Yeah. And, um, you know, I have one example. I remember, you know, working with a company once um, and we were talking about, you know, a wellness plan to put in place. And uh, the owner, you know, he, he said, well, Kirby, you know, if we do this, you know, people tend to take longer lunch hours because they want to get that extra, you know, rep in or what have you. Or, you know, they got a shower afterwards. And, you know, so lunch hours would come lunch hour, 20 minutes. And I kind of looked at him. I said, you're really worried about that 20 minutes where it's proven that they'll be better performers but you won't get rid of the smoke breaks that people take every hour for five to 10 minutes. It it, it blows my mind. Right. Wow. And that is, you know, it's unfortunate if a company does not see the benefits of incorporating a wellness program. Um, Those that do definitely benefit their insurance premiums are now lower. They have less time off requests mm-hmm. for sick, day, sick days because they have a healthier employee. Uh, employee. Um, so it's definitely a benefit to the company to get some type of wellness program in place. Having those you know, exercise facilities on site, letting their employees take walks during their breaks, all of that contributes to higher performance. Now, one of the many things you do is a nutrition integration consultant, right? So I'm going to go do you know, let you have some plugs here. Sure. What are some things that people can do to help them sleep? Yeah, definitely. So one of the things, in addition to getting proper rest, eating, you know, having a good nutrition protocol is to supplement. Now, supplementing does not mean substituting. Our body... What do you mean by that? What I mean by that is we can't take... Um, a leafy green supplement and feel that we never need to eat a leafy green vegetable again. It's not a substitute for eating leafy greens. We still have, you know, the live enzymes, the fiber that comes from eating the actual raw vegetable. But supplementing is important because the over farming, soil depletion, all of those things, we just aren't going to get all of the nutrition we need um, from our food. Um, so I, I work with a company uh, called Deceva. They're okay. out of Peoria, Illinois. Very familiar with those guys. Yeah. Hello, Dr. Joe, if you're listening. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, it's clinical nutrition. Um, physician grade. It is formulated with such care that you know that the efficacy that is going to come out of those products are going to be those that will benefit your body based on what it is you're taking that nutrient for. Okay. Fantastic. So... Let's get back to you a little bit. We've kind of we've hit the diet, the exercise, and sleep. Let's talk about you a little bit more. We talked about you're an author, right? So right. you want to talk about that? Because I think there's something that's coming down the pipe yes, here. So absolutely. go ahead and plug yourself. <laughs> Pretty soon, as a matter of fact, on August the 8th, I'm releasing a new book. It's entitled Finding Yourself Within Yourself. Okay. So definitely excited about that. Um, what tends to happen over the years, um, I'm in my mid-40s also, and 
you know, we tend to get lost. We tend to look back and ask ourselves, man, what happened to, to that individual that I left, you know, so many years right. ago when you felt your best, when you were more vibrant, when you felt more energetic, life stresses weren't, you know, bogging you down and weighing you down. And people want that again. They want to feel energetic. They want to feel um, like that 23, 25 year old. Right. And because of life and stress, they, you know, they want that road or that journey to reclaim their, their individual identity, so to speak. So the book is entitled um, Finding Yourself Within Yourself to really help a person path um, to that place where they are from where they are right now to where they want to be. Okay. Fantastic. A lot of like self-awareness, right? It's a big, you know, buzzword out there. A lot Absolutely. of people are talking about, we talk about it quite a bit. So that, that's fantastic. So that's coming out August 8th, 2018, right? Yes. Okay. Find yourself within yourself. Make sure you guys get the book. Um, but that's not the first book she's written, right? You've that is done correct. Another one? Yes. The other is Your Journey to Wellness. Okay. Um, it's broken down in four volumes. It's a four volume series and it, it talks about um, wellness or your journey from a very holistic approach. So we're looking at career, relationships, nutrition, you know, spirituality, um, all of the physical activity and how those things need to be balanced when a person is really trying to journey that path to wellness as well. So Yes, that was my um, one of my first babies. Very Fantastic. proud of that one. <laughs> right. Congratulations. So, no, very excited. I can't wait to read the book. Um, hopefully, you'll sign it for me. Absolutely. Love so, to. <laughs> anything else you want to talk about while we're here? Anybody, you know, want to plug anything? Um, nothing in particular. Um, just really excited to be here, be a guest on this particular podcast. We definitely um, discuss something that's important. You know, diet, exercise, yeah. and sleep are three uh, big issues that if neglected do affect your performance for sure so absolutely thank you so much hey no fantastic but i'm not let you off the hook okay <laughs> now on this on the podcast we're gonna have a question at the end of every show and the question derives from my theory that there's a conspiracy i don't know when it started i'm gonna figure this out that beards became a bad idea in business and i it is my goal in life to bring them back um, and, uh, you know, I don't know, it was some guy who couldn't grow a beard and started saying they're <laughs> bad or whatever, but, uh, uh, we're starting to see a re resurgence in that. And my partner who can't grow a beard, uh, and you know, he's a little follically challenged on the top. Uh, we decided we're going to ask the question of every podcast, beard or bald. So Dr. Goodrich, what's better beard or bald? Oh, wow. That's interesting. And it's funny. You said follically challenged. That's, <laughs> that's hey, hilarious. We're in a PC world. I gotta be careful. <laughs> But I am going to say beard, hands down. There you go, Scotty. Haha. <laughs> remember the guy, the one, you know, remember the guy, the one that everybody you know, talks about that's bald? Nope, neither do we. So <laughs> thank you for joining us. I appreciate it. Have a successful day, everybody. Hey, hashtag biz with beard and bald fans. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. It was brought to you by ACS Executives. Let me ask you something. As an entrepreneur or business owner, are you tired of struggling with running your business? Do you feel you can drive more revenue, improve your profits, and run more efficiently if you had a little help? Well, 
you are not alone and there is a solution for you. Like many small businesses, as the owner, you wear a lot of hats. And why wouldn't you? You started this thing, so you're very careful and particular about it. Well, at ACX Executives, we do a deep dive into your business to help your business grow revenues, improve profits, acquire capital, and run more efficiently. We just don't point out problems. We help you resolve them through our family of companies and the solutions they provide. We share some of the best practices and processes and coach you and your team through them. Our suite of quality products and services will help you get there quickly and smoothly. That's how we ensure your success. So visit us at acsexec.com or call us at 1-800-495-6505 and schedule a free 30-minute consulting assessment. Have a successful day, and we hope you enjoy today's episode of Hashtag Biz with Beard and Bald.